The first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln, once assured a reporter, the press has no better friend than I am, no one who is more ready to acknowledge its tremendous power for both good and evil. The current Republican president has more than once named a number of well-regarded news outlets as, quote, the enemy of the American people. At this fraught moment for journalism, Willow Bay is about to become the dean of USC's Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. The former broadcast network and CNN anchor and correspondent and Huffington Post senior editor moves up from the job of head of USC's journalism school. Communications have perhaps never been as important or as complicated as they are now, but the business of journalism has rarely been so precarious. How would you assess the health of journalism now? How would I assess the health of journalism? Well, I'm in the business of educating journalism students, so I have a very optimistic outlook about the future of journalism. And its current state is troubled but filled with possibility, is how I would characterize it. It's clear that the rule book has been thrown out. It's clear that our business models in legacy legacy media are challenged, if not disrupted entirely. It's also clear that we have, um, with the birth of new mass media, namely social media, we have opportunities to tell stories in different ways and to reach audiences, new audiences, and reach them in different ways. So I think it's this time of great opportunity, great uncertainty, and deep concern all at once. A year ago, we hadn't really heard the term fake news. The label liberal media uh, had been applied some years back, but fake news is different. So how does that alter the, the journalism landscape? I mean, we have had fake news, and I would call that extreme propaganda or hoaxes since the beginning of distributed media. What makes it different today is social media with a reach and a, and a velocity that's unprecedented. That combined with the political climate in which the you know, designation fake is your basic multi-purpose epithet lobbed at journalism. So I think, you know, as an industry, we have to confront um, the erosion of trust and faith in the press as an institution um, at a time when our faith in, I would say, virtually all institutions has been shaken. Um, but I also think as, again, putting on my, my hat as the director of the Annenberg School of Journalism and um, in the fall, dean of the school, when I think about how we educate students in the, the land of, you know, and I'm using air quotes, fake media, I think, well, we get right back to the fundamentals. One of the things that we think is a fundamental core competency today is media and news literacy. But you also can't be, I think, a fully educated consumer uh, or a fully participatory 
citizen if you don't, if you're not educated firmly, grounded firmly in media literacy. After the Watergate scandal, we saw a lot of students come into journalism Mm -hmm. schools thinking, this is what I want to do, really impassioned about journalism as public service. Are you seeing any impact from now? So that's an interesting question. We we haven't had enough time to see necessarily a change or reaction in terms of our applications or our admissions numbers. What we're seeing across our student population is kind of a hunger, right, a hunger to learn more, a hunger to um, talk about, confront, um, uh, some of the issues that we're facing now, and a growing appreciation and realization that journalism is a calling as much as it's a job. Students are, in some ways, energized by that and motivated by doing something, learning the skills, ethics, and values of something that is uh, of significant importance to our society, to a healthy and, and, and vital society. When we say that something is a calling, it usually means the pay is lousy. <laughs> and okay. and that, that certainly hasn't happened. So on the individual end, you, uh, that hasn't changed, rather. On the individual end, you see reporters, you see newspaper jobs disappearing, you see reporters paid poorly. On the larger level, you also see cuts in overseas bureaus, cuts in investigative reporting. There's no question that this is, this is as a business, this is an industry in the midst of a, of a right-sizing. Um, and I say, right-sizing, right. <laughs> I, I say right-sizing because I'm uh, an optimist, but I also say right-sizing because as certain parts of the business are contracting, other, other parts are growing. And I'm not in any way suggesting, I'm not that optimistic to suggest that it's a net gain, but I do think that it's very much... Um, in in flux. And one of the things that, you know, our students, when they go out into the world, they're really equipped to work anywhere in the industry. You know, we've changed our curriculum recently so that our students learn how to write and report stories across multiple platforms, and they have a real fluency with current technology and the critical thinking skills to be able to evaluate emerging technologies um, for use uh, in, in covering stories. So that's one of the things that we're trying to do to prepare students. And, and that's true, by the way, for our public relations students and for our communication students. I, I want to ask about that right-sizing phrase because Small town papers have been disappearing. There's nobody to watch. No, the I, there's local no city. question about that. Which is why, which is why I, I did not in any way mean to suggest that um, <laughs> it, it, there was not a net loss. Because I recognize that, particularly in the newspaper business and particularly in local news coverage, um, it is a significant loss. And I think it has contributed mightily to, frankly, criticism of of the press in a larger sense for not listening in in the right ways and not listening to all Americans. I think there's no coincidence that that phenomenon has happened um, at, at the same time that we've seen local newspapers decimated. And as as we both know, 
people may say, I get my news from Yahoo, I get my news from Google, but it all, most of it comes from newspapers, all of it from real shoe leather. Absolutely. Reporting. I say that all the time. And that, that's, you know, six out of 10 Americans get their, get their news on Facebook. Often, often that's an LA Times story or a New York Times story or a Washington Post or a Des Moines Register story. What kind of myths have you heard students bringing to Annenberg, bringing to college with them when they decide they want to be journalists to go into communications? Myths. I think, I don't know that I've heard myths, but often students will come here and want to be on TV, right, a television journalist, or be on the radio. It is part of their education here to um, develop an appreciation of of what that means. And it doesn't mean being on TV or being on the radio. It means covering stories with intellectual and ethical rigor in a timely, accurate way and holding people and institutions accountable and being there, being there and witnessing what it requires to be a journalist, whether you're a television journalist or a a radio host. One of the significant changes for me as I move into the dean's role in July is that you know, I, I have to look beyond our journalism students and and think in a much more inclusive way about journalism, public relations, and communications, all of which are converging, frankly. And, you know, the question of who gets to shape the public conversation from here on out is, is an open one, and we sh- we do and should be equipping all of our students with the critical thinking skills, the foundational media literacy skills, and the tools of contemporary communication to be able to go out and shape the public conversation. Kids have a great command of technology, but at the heart of it, the medium is not the message. The platform has to have something to put on it. Our students, I think, are so passionate about covering stories that I see them developing those skills and then pairing those developing, emerging, writing, reporting, understanding what it means. They're out there reporting stories. I mean, they're out on the border telling stories from the border. They're in in Texas with their VR uh, gear helping us work on a Texas Trib story about um, environmental changes and the risk of, you know, another Katrina. I mean, I see them blending the skills, the hands-on skills that they're gaining in the program with these new and emerging technologies in ways that are uh, potentially impactful. The debate for nearly 100 years in journalism is whether or not you need journalism school. I think I would argue that you need journalism school now more than ever, but it should not be the exclusive province of journalists. You know, one of the things that, because I, I don't have a journal, I, I don't know, do you have a journalism degree? Nope. I started my first professional stories when I was like 16 years old after school. Wow. Uh, well, my high school and junior high school papers, too. Right. All right. So you have journalism experience, if not a degree. And I mean, I have an English degree and an MBA. Um, and that was very much the way of you know, a different, a different generation. It was, it was more rare to have a journalism degree, and if you had one, it was more likely to be a graduate degree. Today, when I look at our journalism degree, I, 
think I would send everybody <laughs> to get it. I mean, the skills, think about the skills that you learn when you study journalism. You learn how to research effectively and quickly. You learn how to assimilate facts. You learn how to situate facts within context. You learn how to kind of develop cultural competency because that's your job, right, to go into a community and kind of get a, get a, a real sense of it and make your way through it so that you can identify and connect with sources. So to me, that trains you to be a very effective communicator in a world at a moment where communication is the order of the day. So as somebody with an English major, I think I would have been better served with a journalism degree, never mind becoming a journalist. I think it's an extraordinarily practical degree in this day and age. I presume you're going to have to be doing more fundraising. What is your pitch to people to say, why, why put money in a journalism and communications program? Can you imagine a time when communication was more front and center? Or, frankly, when those changes were cutting to the heart of our values or when freedom of the press was you know, more in jeopardy? This is the moment to be investing in, in students' education in communications, public relations, and journalism. One of the biggest innovations for journalism has been how to handle masses of data that technology has made available. And you've been working, of all things, with the School of Engineering there to collaborate with reporters. Yeah, this is such a, a, an exciting project called Crosstown Traffic. We really felt that journalists and technologists programmers and engineers and others needed to be sitting at the same table working on things together. And Viterbi, our School of Engineering, happened to be sitting on this extraordinary database of transportation data from all of the sensors that are embedded in bus stops and street corners and freeways around the city. And when paired with our journalists, we were able to work with them to create meaningful pictures of the data. And then Gabe Kahn, our journalism professor, um, worked with students on their storytelling skills so that they could, you know, as they, as they call it now, interview the data um, and tell, tell meaningful stories around the data. You don't sound like the leader of a dying business. <laughs> uh, no, I refuse to be the leader of a dying business. We are the future of this, not, not just this business, but these industries. Pat Morrison Asks is produced for the Los Angeles Times by Pat Morrison. It's edited and engineered by Todd G. Levin. The music is The Beatles, A Day in the Life, on Capitol Records, and the 6 o'clock news by the Barkays on Vault Records. I am Pat Morrison. I've been with the house today, that the